He honore he kororia kite atua. Honor and glory to our God. Glory. So exciting, isn't it? All that's happening. Hey, I love the way the band gets in, into it this morning. Wasn't that good? I like that bit of rocking in the house. That's good. I love that. Get a, get a bit of a get your praise on, eh? Loosen up. Loosen up. Loose as a goose. Come on, that's a good word right there. Where do you find that in the Bible, eh? Dave, that was a great word this morning. Don't be distracted by all the other voices. Well, we've had amazing months this month. Ruth preached a great word. Reuben preached a great word. Ian, last week, wow. Phenomenal. Don't keep going around the same mountain. I don't know if you've been feeling like that in life. We heard all about that last week. And he's speaking to us, to me. Don't keep going around the same mountain. When I hear the word, I take it for myself. He's speaking to me. Hallelujah. Oh, it's a lot of fun. All the baptisms. God's moving in our nation. There's more people wanting to get baptized. People are getting saved, coming to Christ. You see, it's our incredible opportunity and wonderful privilege to bring radical change to our world. Are there any radicals in the house today? Full of life. Full of His amazing grace. Full of aroha. Aroha. God's love. Yes, the love of our Father. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your great love. You truly are an amazing God. And just to think that you are our dad, our Father, which art in heaven. Father, thank you for connecting with us, for expressing your love in such an amazing way there at the cross, for sending your Son to be our Savior. We thank you that in him is life, and that life is the light of men. Father, let Jesus be glorified and honored and uplifted in the preaching today, we pray, for his glory, for his name's sake. Amen. 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 You know, if you're a believer here today, you are a tree of righteousness. You are a pl the planting of the Lord. Yes? I can see some people nodding. I can see others looking confused. But I tell you, that's what it is. Planting of the Lord. Who's he planting? Jesus. Come on. Good word. Jesus. He's planted Jesus in us. Glory. We received him as our Lord and Savior. You see, Jesus said you're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Wow. Salt is such a wonderful thing. If you leave it in the salt shaker, it doesn't do a whole lot of good. It's got to flow out. It's got to be poured out. And that's what God wants us to be poured out for a thirsty world, to a thirsty world. And, but the salt, when you put it on your food, it brings the flavor out. If you've, have you ever had food that seems a bit, you know, bland? Good word, bland. That's what I was looking for. It's good to have the, have the congregation helping preach, eh? Praise God for that. We're a body, one in Him. So we're going to do this together. So, <laughs> hallelujah. But when you put it on the food, it brings the flavor out. I want to ask you here today, does your life bring the flavor of Christ out in our world? Are you really salt? Are you being salt? When, when things are not going good, what is the flavor that comes out? When the pressure comes on, what is the flavor that comes out? Is it Christ, the tree of righteousness? Or is it somebody else? Just a thought. I'm just getting to my message. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And we love to preach. I love to sort of gesticulate and preach, right? I, I like to move. I like to move it, move it, you know. I like to move a bit. And we love to preach. But what about my life? 
is my life preaching as loud as my words? You know? That's, ooh, ouch. I felt that. Did you feel that? Is, is it really, you know? It's good for me to get up here, but is my life seven days a week, 24-7, preaching as loud as I preach? Is Christ, the light of God, the light of the world, shining out of my life? Well, this morning I've got four words for us. And we've been enjoying this whole theme through our actions to all the world. Yes, and be the salt and be the light and preach the gospel through our actions. Yeah, through our actions. Do that, and then maybe afterwards you can use words, yes? Come on. <laughs> Four words. Know. Grow. Go. Sow. You got that? And in that order. First, know. Do you know the Bible tells us? We're living in a, you see, we're living in a, in, in a time period where there is more knowledge available than was ever before. You just push a button on Google, even on your phone, you can ask any Christian question, and there's knowledge, there's libraries full of knowledge just in, on Google. But the Bible says knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. So the first thing is what we know is very important, but I'm not talking about just knowledge for knowledge's sake. I'm not talking about knowing at all. I'm talking about relationship with our Heavenly Father. When we receive Jesus, we stand in the footprints of our Father. We carry the manna of our Father. We're sent by our Father, by the Lord. Amen. Knowing God, knowing the gospel. Romans 6 verse 6 says, and it'll come up on the overhead. There it is. Overhead, I mean the data. Showing my age, eh? When you get to 80 like me, I'm mean, no. <coughs> Romans 6, verse 6, knowing this, that our old man needs to be crucified? Was. Past tense. Hallelujah, I'm glad for that. That old selfish Paul was crucified with him. With who? With Christ. I don't want to listen to that voice anymore. Dave was speaking about get, not listening to all the voices. Sometimes that self-centered voice is a very loud voice. I don't know about you, but that's what I've found in life. Whoa. Why was it crucified with him that the body of sin or self-centeredness? We don't hear it excite what a self-centered body. Because the body of Christ is not self-centered, it's other-centered. It carries the love and the light of our Father. That the body of sin or selfishness, selfishness, there was no fish in that, sorry, <laughs> might be done away. We're coming to the fish later. We're to go and make, he wants to make us fishers of men. Those are coming later. That we should no longer be slaves of sin. These, there were these two friends at the restaurant having a meal. And they both ordered a, a, a nice piece of fish. But when it came out, one fish was only about half, one of the pieces of fish, they both came out on a platter was half the size of the other. And then one, mate, then one guy picks up the plate and he gave the small one to his mate. He says to him, well, you got a bit of a cheek, haven't you? He says, what do you mean? Well, you gave me the small bit of fish. So he says, well, what would have you done? He says, I would have given you the bigger, bigger piece of fish. He said, well, you've got it, haven't you? <laughs> Hard gaze, eh? Selfishness, eh? Oh, dear. 
Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that, that's the faith, not of yourselves, not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing through His Word. It's the Word of God. Faith is the gift of God. It does not originate with the old self. And Ephesians 1 verse 6 says that He has made us accepted in the Beloved, in His Son. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. What we know about the gospel is so important that we understand that the gospel is not about God, God adding, uh, uh, us trying to add God to ourselves. But we have died with Christ and the life we live now is the resurrected, risen, glorified life of His Son. Not the man that's on death row, born to die, the Lamb of God. No, it's the King of kings and Lord of lords, the light of glory and all His glory and all His royal apparel. That is the life we have to live. That's why we sing, Your blood flows through my veins, our veins. Hallelujah. He has made us accepted in the beloved. 99% right wouldn't do. And you'd be lucky if I got 5% of my life. Well, we didn't. Everything we did was all marred by selfishness. There was nothing even good. Even my righteousnesses in the natural were as filthy rags to, to God compared with His perfect righteousness. Even the good things I did were marred with something selfish because maybe I wanted to feel good about myself. But love is always other-centered. What we know is so important when we want a launch pad to go out into the world with the gospel, what we're standing in, and what we know is very important. And it's a knowledge of the Holy One. It's a knowledge of the just one. It's not knowledge for knowledge's sake. You can read your Bible. You can come to church every Sunday, and we suggest you do both of those. But you can be very religious because the source of where you're living from is still you. Ooh. Ow. Ooh. Ooh. That's not fair, is it? Oh, now Ephesians. Ephesians 3, verse 17 and 19 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, verse 19, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Think about that for a minute. Okay, a minute's up, right. Filled with all the fullness of God. Back in Genesis, and I always go there, chapter 1, when, verse 26, when God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, he breathed into man, he made man from the dust of the earth, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. But he was a vessel of earth, a bit like the potter makes vessels out of clay. And they're there to be filled with something else. And I want to tell you, you are a vessel. And, and it's not about the vessel. Christianity is not about the vessel. It is about the one who created us and who wants to fill us with his lo love and with his light and with who he is and who he's made us. You know, we're a new creation in Christ. Now, the seed that we have to take out to the world and we're like a vessel that we come to the uh, Word and we 
hear the gospel and we respond ourselves and we take the seed out to the world, it's Christ himself. God said to Abraham, in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. That is Jesus. He is the seed. And we take him out to a world. But God wants us when we go out to be filled with all the fullness of God. What we know is so important. Get a good foundation in the gospel. Launch out from a, a life that is Christ-centered into this world. Know what we know. Grow. Number two, growing is important. We've had all these baptisms. We've, we've got a muku, Caleb, our little grandson. And uh, oh, the babies, when they're born, you know, you forget. I forget how small they are when they're born. And I didn't really want to touch them for the first couple of weeks. It wasn't that I didn't like him, but he's just so fragile, eh? You, you notice that? They're very, very fragile. And um, I'm not saying you guys that get baptized and become babes in Christ are fragile, but in some ways you might be a little bit fragile. Yeah, but we've got to grow. And it says here in uh, 1 Peter 2 and uh, 2, it says, As newborn babes desire the milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And I'm just so pleased to talk to some of the ones that were baptized last week. Since they've come to know Christ, they're in the Word. They're feeding on the Word. Jesus is the bread of heaven. They need food. A baby needs food every three hours, four hours, regularly. And we're to feed them. Oh, what a great job Sophia does. What a heart. What a heart for the, for the babes in the church, for the young ones in the church. Once they gather them in, brace them, encourage them. Feed them the word, mother them, praise God for that. Oh, I honor you, Sophia, for what you're doing. We appreciate you very, very much here at Excite. I just need to make that clear. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Those of you who are baptized last week, but for all of us, don't ever stop reading the word daily, morning and evening, meditating on the word. Eventually, it becomes part of you. You memorize scriptures, and it becomes part of you. And you don't even need the light on. You don't need to look on your phone. You don't need to open the Bible. And you can just meditate, and the Holy Spirit will commune with your spirit because this word is, becomes part of who you are. But just feed, feed. You need to be fed. See, the gospel is not, with God's help, I can turn over a new leaf and become like Jesus. But rather, it's repent and receive. Turn away from self, a self-centered life. That's what repentance is. Up to now, I've been living from here and being God. Now I'm going to live from there and be Christ to a Christless world. You see? And uh, so repent and receive Jesus. That's what the gospel's all about. It's a free gift. It's no cost. There is no cost to the receiver. It's free. Salvation is free. As many as received him, it says in John's Gospel, chapter 1, to them gave he the right or the power to become the children of God, even to those who believe on his name. That's what Christians do. They don't believe in themselves. They believe in him, on his name. They rest their all, not in myself and my best effort with God's help. No, I rest my all in him. And he's never a disappointment. He always does the things the Father gave him to do, and he still does it in and through us today. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you might say, uh, what's the catch? Well, the catch is there's, there's no self. We're crucified with Christ. We had that in no. 
Repent and receive. There's nothing of self. You can't add self in there. For Paul the Apostle said, for me to live is Christ. Yes, once we're feeding on him, growing in him, after having received him, he says, for me to live is Christ. This world needs Jesus, not another religious church or a religious organization or a, an, another person that thinks they've got it right and others haven't. Hallelujah. This world needs Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 3, in verse 2 and 3, it says, Paul says to the Corinthians, I fed you with milk. We start off on the simple things. That's why Sophie is teaching the young ones. Not that Sophie is simple, but she can break it down. She's a teacher. Me, I'd be getting hold of them and saying, look, here's a steak, you know. I haven't fed my grandson a steak yet, but I don't think I've fed him yet. But there you go. <laughs> he says, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you're still not able. For you are still carnal. I hope that doesn't apply to any of us in the church here today. That we can't really feed on Christ because life is still all about us and we're carnal believers. Really, that's a bit of a conundrum because if we're carnal, we're not believing, isn't it? You know? We're still the source. Our own life is still the source of all that. And we're living from here. And the, and the knowledge we have of God is from here, not knowledge of relationship and experience of walking with Him day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, finding Him as my ultimate source. And He becomes our life, yes? So growing is so important. First knowing, then growing in Christ. And then what do we do? Let's go. Let's go. Going. Number three. Are you too busy to go? Flat out with your work, with your mahi? Mahi is good. Are you too busy worrying about providing for your family? Providing for your family is good. In fact, the word says that he that doesn't provide for his own is worse than an unbeliever. It's, it's, it's what God teaches for us to work with our hands, not only to have enough for ourselves and the whanau, but also to have to give to others. That's what the Bible teaches. But can you not go because you haven't got time just to pause for a moment and spend that 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour with somebody in need that you see in need? We're to be going every moment of every day. We have, we're to have that going spirit. Here at, a, here at Excite, we're a going church going into all the world, community events. We want to be launching from here, going. Filled. We want this place filled with people that are going. Producers, not consumers. Yes, we consume the Word, and from it comes production. We're out there, becoming more like our Lord, meeting the needs of our community and our nation. Bringing radical change, seeing lives transformed and people empowered to lead and serve in all areas of life. Hallelujah. Awesome. We're not trying to make it. You know, the trouble is with self-made men, they're worshipping their creator. No? Oh, you didn't get that. Okay. Okay, what about this? God sends no one away empty except those that are full of themselves. No? Okay. 
Okay, you didn't get that either. Okay. You know how small a mustard seed is, don't you? Do you know there's something even smaller than that? The smallest package in the world is somebody that's wrapped up in themselves. Did you get that one? Hey. <laughs> Ow. Oh, dear. Mark 16, verse 15 says, Then Jesus spoke here. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. That means leaving one's comfort zone. Yeah. God wants us always to engage in the spirit of evangelism. That's for all of us. And it might not be just with, with words. Hopefully before it's with words, it's actually by acts of kindness, serving our community, being there with a listening ear uh, to those that are in need and just praying with them, encouraging them, uh, meeting need wherever we can, being their connection with the Father until they have their own connection, sharing his araha with a world that's in need. That's what we're called to do as believers in Christ. And Jesus said to the disciples, he said, you didn't choose me. You were not the center, but I chose you. You know? He's not trying to split hairs here. Because they could have said, well, we chose you. But he said, I've chosen you. That's what is important. I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. And in, in Romans 10 and uh, verse 15, we read how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who come in peace, who are peace to this uh, world that's in so much turmoil. Sometimes it's just one word. Sometimes it's just one action. It changes a, situa a situation. And God wants us to launch out into this world. He wants us to go into all the world. and He wants us to bring change. He wants us to bring his araha. Are we going? Are you going? Are you a goer? Or are you, is it all about you, not about the Lord and about the world? Just a thought. Not getting much response here, eh? <laughs> okay. We'll go on to uh, the last one. Before we do, though, I want to ask you some questions with going. Question is, who does Jesus receive? Maybe I can engage you a bit here. So I want you to get vocal right now. So it's very simple. When I ask a question, you just say yes, or you can say no, okay? Let's, let's start, this is primitive stuff, okay? First grade stuff. Sorry, primitive, that was, shows how old I am. Does Jesus receive drug addicts? Ah, you sure about it? Okay, that was pretty sure. Okay, does he receive drunkards? Okay, you sure about it? Does he receive drag queens? Oh, there wasn't quite so sure about it. Come on, yes. Let's, okay, that was a yes. Does he receive prostitutes? Come on. Does he receive robbers? Does he receive sinners of every kind? Are you sure? You are sure. Does he receive righteous people? No. He didn't come to call the righteous. Yeah. You see, there's too many self-righteous people and they're still standing outside the kingdom of God, aren't they? There are righteous people in the Bible. But when he's coming to call, he said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. The Bible also says there is none righteous. No, not one, my sister. 
And that was where I was having my corridor from <laughs> this morning. So hallelujah. He didn't come to call the righteous. You'll never get in by being righteous. You'll never get in by being self-righteous. You've got nothing to offer the Creator. You're not the source of all life. He is. He is the Creator. In Him is life, and the light, that light, life is the light of man. Wow. Why does, he, why does He call sinners and not righteous people? It is because they have nothing to offer God, but God has everything to offer them. They have nothing to offer God. You have nothing to offer God when you, before you're saved, folks. And that's why it's amazing, Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. God has everything to offer you. But will you receive Him? It's all in Christ. In Him, all, all the promises of God. In Jesus, all the promises of God are yes and amen. In Christ, are yes and amen for glory to God. Whoa. Go with salt, not with self when we go. Let's go. That's our theme this month. We're wrapping up this, this theme. Let's go. But go with, so, go with salt, not with self. Yes? Come on. Come on. God makes no provision in his salvation plan for self, only for his son. It's all about him. It always was all about him. It was never all about you. Where did we go wrong? Back in the Garden of Eden when we listened to the snake. And he's still saying the same thing today. But he has no authority. Unless you give your authority to him and not to the Son. Unless you're bowing the knee to him and not to the creator of the universe. God has a favorite. And that favorite is Jesus. So go. You excited about going? Come on. God is good. Now sow. Number four. Sow seed that will be a harvest. Good seed. See, we are the vessel that carries the seed. We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Christ's sake. That's what the word says. And cast your bread upon the water. Jesus is the bread of life. We feed on Him, and we share the araha, the love, the light, the salt with this world that so needs the Creator, and who especially, well, this Western world that have moved away from God, the Creator. They've listened to lies of the enemy. They are desperate to have salt and light. They're looking in all the wrong places, but we're it. You're it this morning, and we're vessels that carry the light of God, the love of God, the seed, seed that'll bring a harvest, which is Christ himself. And Isaiah 32 and 20 says, blessed are those who sow beside all waters. And that's why I say you need to be going every moment of every day because if you're a going person, one that's being obedient to your Lord, you'll be looking for the opportunity, God appointments uh, to just minister the love and the light of God to those that are around. And those he puts in, you in contact with. The seed is the life-giving word of the gospel. It's the love and light and forgiveness and patience and it's blessing. It all comes with it. It's in Christ, found in Christ alone. In Mark 4 and verse 26 and verse 27, Jesus says, The kingdom of God is, 
is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night. That's the thing about his word. That's the thing about real seed. You can actually go and plant it and then leave it. One sows, another waters, but God gives the increase. So you sow it by night, uh, you sow it on the ground, sorry, and then you sleep at night time and rise by day and the, and, the, and the seed, it sprouts and grows. But you don't know how it does. Sometimes we don't receive a harvest because we're taking out diverse seed. We need the seed of the Word of God. We need to preach Christ to a Christ-rejecting world. We need to point people to the Lord. And we need to sow the incorruptible seed of His Word throughout this world. Not our words, not our interpretation of it, but His Word. It's incorruptible. It's undefiled. The seed of the Word of God, it's the incorruptible seed. So, are you ready to go? Awesome. So what were those four things? Know. What we know is very important. And who we know. It's relationship with our God, the Creator, with our Heavenly Father, with our Dad. Intimacy with God. He is our Dad. He's the one that made us accepted in the Beloved One, in His Son. And then we grow daily, feeding upon the Word, listening to the voice of His Spirit who dwells within us. I loved last week um, the baptisms and laying hands on people. And uh, people were getting touched by the Spirit of God, baptized in the Spirit. Wow. Some people got a great hit. Great baptism. The Holy Spirit was moving. In the service last week, too, I love that. I love how God is with us, among us, in us, and He's moving by His Spirit. Praise God. And so we grow, and then we, then we go, and, and, and then we sow the seed of the Word of God, and we sow love and acts of kindness and goodness, and we're there just to sow our own lives into this world. Just like Christ did, he laid down his life. Greater love has no man than this, he said, than a man lays down his life for his friends. And he gave his life for the, for the whole world, and he's calling us to do that as well ourselves. So it's time to go. Let's go. Don't hang around the old mountain like Ian was preaching last week, round and round the same mountain, you know, if that's what we wanted to, you to do. Here at Excite, we'd be happy up the front. We'd be playing ring a ring a Rosie, wouldn't we? <laughs> but God is raising up men and women, boys and girls, mighty men and women, to be, take out the gospel and to lead our nation and to impact our world with his love and his goodness. Hallelujah.